small business news, advice, and education. This is Startup BizCast. Hello and welcome everyone. This is Startup BizCast number 65. I'm Steve Mullen, president of Endgame Public Relations, and I'm your host. Startup BizCast is the small business advice podcast that takes less time than your average coffee break. It's produced by BizPods, the corporate podcast production service from Endgame Public Relations. For more information, please visit endgamepr.com forward slash podcasts. This week we're talking about your office computers and how to keep them secure. Now we all know there are people out there who write viruses designed to inconvenience you or even worse, bring down your network. The problem is not only are those people working from outside your company, there are people who work for you that may be causing just as much trouble. My guest this week is Ken Colburn, president of Data Doctors, a chain of computer repair and recovery businesses. He'll have tips to keep things safe from the threat from within and from without. Before we get to that, however, let's look at business news from this past week in the BizCast Brief. The most recent economic survey of small business owners shows we're optimistic, but we're hurting. The poll of National Small Business Association members showed that three-quarters were feeling confident about the future of their own companies. However, more than 65% said they were being affected by the credit crunch. That's up from 55% in February. Business travelers say the most important thing is the cost of the ticket and whether the flight will actually leave on time. That's the finding of a survey from the American Small Business Travelers Alliance. The poll found that 82% said on-time schedules and price were the most important consideration when picking an airline. Another finding was that nearly three-quarters said airline loyalty programs were too difficult to redeem. Checking out this week's small business recommended reading on the Startup BizCast blog, you'll find additional stories, including a look at the Canadian elections and some tips on building your brand on a budget. I'll be back in a moment with this week's Startup BizCast small business advice segment. This program is produced by BizPods, the podcast production service from Endgame Public Relations. To find out how your organization can join the podcasting revolution, please visit www.endgamepr.com forward slash podcasts. Threats to your office computers are coming from all directions. Not only are hackers trying to get in, the virus writers are trying to destroy you. And if that weren't enough, you have to deal with employees who could inadvertently damage your systems. Joining us this week is Ken Colburn from Data Doctors, Computer Services, and Data Recovery Labs. He has some tips on how to protect yourself from all of those threats. Glenn, thanks for joining us this week on Startup BizCast. My pleasure, Steve. Now, first off, tell us about yourself and Data Doctors. I've been fortunate to be in the consumer electronics business for uh, about 25 years. I stumbled quite accidentally into the computer business about 20 years ago and have just been... uh, thrilled to death that I've spent most of my life helping others with computers. Now, we're talking this week about two security issues, and we're addressing them to the small business owner who has a a few employees in an office and is taking care of his or her own IT work. The the first issue is making sure your computers are secure from outside attackers. Uh, I guess we're talking about hackers, viruses, spamware, the like. What does a, a small business owner need to do to protect their computers? Well, first and foremost, if your uh, network is connecting to the Internet, which it's pretty tough to do business these days without being connected to the Internet, you want to make sure you have in place some of the basic security, uh, typically referred to as a router, which pretty much uh, I I refer to it as the uh, Harry Potter's invisibility cloak. It kind of hides your network from the rest of the world. Um, If you're not careful and you connect to a 
commercial Internet service that doesn't provide you any of that uh, protection, uh, your entire network, or if you, let's just say you have one machine connecting through a cable modem, um, you're basically wide open and uh, very accessible to those people that are out there looking for uh, folks that can be exploited. So by putting this real simple piece of hardware in, known as a router, uh, you immediately eliminate that easy-to-access uh, option for those hackers. So that's, that's first and foremost. Uh, secondarily, the, the, the most common way that uh, outsiders are going to make it into your network is from uh, bad behavior from the users on your network, um, opening the wrong attachments, uh, downloading the wrong programs, uh, falling for some of these socially engineered uh, email scams. Uh, regardless of how much security you have in place, uh, the minute somebody does that, uh, it opens up a gaping hole in your, in your security and uh, gives them direct access to your entire network. Now, what about uh, antivirus? Obviously, you need to have some kind of antivirus software. We know the big names, Norton, McAfee's. Uh, the one that I use is actually, it's a free one called AVG. Um, what is your recommendation on antivirus? Uh, that you should have it. <laughs> <laughs> one way or another. Yeah, one way or the other. It's, it's not like any one antivirus is heads and tails above any other antivirus. And, and unfortunately, it's a, it's a constant battle that the antivirus companies are always going to be behind the eight ball on because you know, the, the malicious uh, code writers, the people that are creating uh, worms and viruses and exploits, they have the upper hand because they get to test their current concoction against the current antivirus programs and kind of you know, tend to reverse engineer things so that they figure out ways to get around the current level of protection, which is why... We constantly hear that, you know, you've got to keep your antivirus updated because as these exploits are discovered, the antivirus companies uh, create the, uh, the fix or the cure or the block for the new exploit. And, and we're talking anywhere from, you know, five to ten at least every single day uh, that are unleashed on the Internet. So it is a constant issue that uh, you want to keep your antivirus program updated now. One of the misnomers about antivirus software is that if you have it and it's up to date, you're protected. And uh, that is true for most situations, but it's not true um, if you're not careful about what you, going back to what I said earlier, what you open or, or download or install. Um, if you happen to open the wrong type of file that, that was designed to basically come in and disable your antivirus, then you know you, by that double click, you basically disabled your own antivirus without knowing it. So, it, it, you know, just because you have it doesn't mean that you can, you know, open anything you want and, and the antivirus program is going to stop it. They, these, these guys have figured out all kinds of ways. If they can get you to open a file, they can bypass your security. So uh, don't let that uh, become um, a safety blanket that you kind of overlook. What about separate software to protect you from spamware? And for those who don't know what that is, uh, you know, you go to certain websites, uh, you click on the wrong thing, or even just some websites you just go to, they, they install very small little programs on your computer. They can slow things down, really mess things up. Uh, do you think you need a separate piece of software for that? Absolutely. That's, that, that genre of uh, malicious, or it's really more nagware. We refer to it as spyware and adware, and it tends to be um, little agents that get dropped in uh, underneath the cover of something else that allow companies to... Um, advertise to you or, you know, send you pop-ups, or if they're really looking to get over on you, trick you into installing malicious code. Uh, 
no matter what they're doing. It's it's a nuisance. It causes degradation in the performance. You know, all those folks that say, you know, my computer used to start up really fast, and nowadays it takes forever. One of the most common things we see in our stores is that people are just loaded up with these invisible agents that have that have snuck into their computer over time and gotten to the point where, you know, your computer's completely overloaded. And, uh, you know, these people, these people that figure out how to, write, to get into your computer, they notify your computer to make sure and install the spyware or load up the spyware every time you start your computer. And that's, you know, that's a good indication if your computer's taking a long time to start up, you might be uh, loaded up with some of this stuff. And what's a good way to get rid of it? Well, if you keep good quality anti-spyware software on your machine, a lot of them are good at, at stopping and blocking uh, access to begin with. But once you have it, um, spyware is is, uh, is a little different in that no one spyware program is the ultimate tool for cleaning out the computer. So it's not uncommon uh, in our situation when we're cleaning up a customer's computer to use three or four or five different spyware programs to get it all cleaned out of there, uh, along with a combination of some manual extraction techniques. Uh, but there's lots of good free uh, anti-spyware out there. AdAware is one that's very popular, SpyBot. Uh, and, and the customers that uh, we work with, we actually use the WebRoot uh, Spy Sweeper, which tends to be uh, a more proactive approach in that it does a better job of blocking it to begin with. Let's switch gears a little bit. Up to now, we've been talking about uh, threats from outside your office. Let's talk about from inside your office, your actual employees. Uh, you know, big companies these days, they block uh, their employees from looking at various and sundry websites, whether it's something that that's uh, inappropriate for the office or something that's just kind of a time waster. Uh, what's the best way to kind of control what your employees are looking at and not looking at? Well, that is a fabulous point in that uh, when we meet with our business customers, uh, most of the folks that we meet with, their initial concern is the bad guys on the internet, you know, getting to me and getting after me. And, you know, first thing we explain to them is if you have just the remedial amounts of security, I mean, you're, you're not that special. <laughs> they're, they're not going to come after you unless they know what's going on. Your biggest threat is from your own staff, your own employees, whether it's employee sabotage, um, bad behavior, uh, misuse of your resources. You know, if people are listening to Pandora, the online radio station, all day long, they're stealing bandwidth from those that are trying to be productive. If people are um, downloading things that they shouldn't, and all it takes is one user on your network to download something uh, malicious, uh, typically known as a worm. Uh, worms are capable of actually spreading themselves across a network. So all it takes is one bad decision by one person on the network, and everybody gets infected. Uh, and then, of course, there's the, uh, the security of you know your proprietary information, flash drives and CD burners. It makes it really easy if you're not paying attention for uh, an employee that's going south on you to, you know, make a copy of your customer database or do these kinds of things. So there's a, a just a whole host of security issues that uh, that should be addressed so that you understand, you know, what your exposure points are, and, and you have to, to balance that between deciding whether you want to implement a, a technological or a policy uh, situation to to try to control those things. But first thing is really examining all your exposure points. Right. And is there a way, I mean, without having to spend, you know, thousands of dollars, is there a way to uh, to block certain websites? I know it obviously can be done, but is there a way to do it without spending thousands of dollars? Yeah, absolutely. There's, uh, there's everything from free, um, there's quite a few parental control programs that you can install. 
that uh, if they're tampered with, they actually disable the Internet connection altogether for that machine. So you can do it on a machine-by-machine basis if you have a very small network. If you have a larger network and you have more users, uh, there's some very nice solutions from companies like SonicWall that basically at the point that the Internet comes into your building, you put a box in there and you basically control everybody's use through that box. So no one user can tamper with the, the controls on their machine because the controls actually don't exist in their machine. Um, you can, if you want to take the time and manually set up filters and blocking uh, in the browser itself, um, you can do that, but it's typically pretty easy to get past those kinds of things. So if you have a motivated employee that wants to bypass your, your company policies, it can be done. So you know, what we tell uh, business owners is you have to decide, do you want to block, do you want to track, or do you want to do both? Okay, Ken. Thanks a lot. Uh, Ken Colburn from Data Doctors. Ken, can we have you back some other time? I think there's a lot of things we could talk about here, but uh, we're starting to run short on time. Can we have you back some other time to talk about more? Absolutely. There's no shortage of things to talk about when it comes to technology. Exactly. All right. Thanks so much for joining us this week. My pleasure. For more computer tips and information, check out datadoctors.com. Just a quick reminder before I finish up, don't forget to join the Startup BizCast group on Facebook. You can find a link to the group on the Startup BizCast blog at startupbizcast.com. If you have feedback on this or any episode of Startup BizCast, or if you want to suggest a guest or a topic, please contact me. You can leave a voicemail on my new voicemail hotline number at 206-350-7905. That's 206 206- Three five zero seven nine zero five. You can also email info at startupbizcast.com or leave a comment on the Startup Bizcast blog. That's a wrap for episode 65 of Startup Bizcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Mullen. <laughs>